Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good evening and welcome to Talking Cop. This is the Tribute Show and I'm the host tonight, Keith. My guest tonight speaking about three players from Liverpool's past is the main man himself, Gav. And Gav, are you cold? Yeah, I am. We've done a show this morning. Myself and a uh, long-time listener, Trev. Not Trev Downey, Trev, Trev Vella. And uh, I had this hat on and I was like, yeah, it's just the morning time, it's cold. But now it's like fucking... I just can't get the heat into me today. And I don't feel unwell or anything like that. You know, when you can't get the yeah. heat into you, and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm definitely coming down with something. It's not that at all. It's just, just cold all day. Um, just gets into I, your bones. It's well, an age thing, Gav. That's an age It probably thing. is. And, and to be honest with you, usually like, I'd be in the house all day and you kind of warm up. But I've been, like I've done that show this morning, I had to go out, collect the young flick, come back, went back out again because the dog had to be groomed, came back, went back out again and collected the young one from school. You know, it's just constantly in and out all the time. So, um, yeah, I am. That, to answer your question, I'm cold and I have my hat on. Yeah. And I don't care, Keith. I'm a no, strong fuck it. Don't, woman. Don't, don't, let me, yeah. don't let me bleeding railroad you into taking it off. You keep her on no, there. That's, that's no one could railroad me into taking this off. <laughs> um, this is the tribute show where we discuss, we, we have a guest on and they talk, pick three players from Liverpool's past, players that haven't been picked in previous shows. And we, we give a little chat about them and what they meant to, us as fans at that moment in time and their maybe their their Liverpool careers. Not necessarily the best players, although we do have uh, one of them coming up, certainly. Um, but we're looking at mixing it up as well, Gavard, and we're getting players in that, you know, we're not under the radar, ones that probably don't get spoken about all the time as well. And and you've, a, you've got a good selection tonight, I'll give you that. Uh, well, you're happy with your choices. I'd say you could have had a big long list, but you've settled on three, and I, I think it's a good three. Well, in fairness, we won't, like, we won't I, give it away, yeah. No, well, when we started this show, and I think you were the first one on, I said, look, yeah. we, let's not go for the absolute obvious. Do yeah, you know what I mean? no, in fairness, you did, but. 
Well, I kind of have. I couldn't do a tribute show without picking one of these players, right? Yeah. But in fairness, I think um, you picked Ben O'Yeon. Peter Beardsley and McManaman. And McManaman. And then Davo yeah. was on and Davo picked Rob Jones. He picked Mascherano. Um, Mascherano and Robbie Fowler. Yeah. And, you know, there's probably an obvious one in each of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, exactly. But, but, like, if we just done, like, you know, Gerard, Suarez, Torres, like, yeah. they've been spoken about so much. So I have picked one that I, I'm never leaving this show without picking. <laughs> and then I've picked one from the 90s and I've picked one from the 2010s. Is that what you call it? The 10s? Yeah, the 10s, I don't know. What did he call them now? I don't know. I think they called it was the Nazis, which was a joke. Like, you know. Yeah, I didn't like that. Did you like that? I was never. No, I wasn't a fan of the Nazis. The Nazis. Um, yeah. And yeah, I've, I've kind of picked three players, and they've all they all excited me. Every yeah. single one of them. All fair, pretty me, so fair. That's that's why I've gone for it. And some of them had great Liverpool careers. Some of them had really good Liverpool careers. Some of them probably didn't fulfil what they should have at Liverpool. So um that's that's where I am on it, but we'll we'll get to them in a little bit of time. I'm gonna go in chronological order, I'm gonna go eighties, I'm gonna go nineties, and then I'm gonna go the two thousand and tens. A lot of people seem upset because we're recording this now after Arsenal have just won in the ninety seventh minute away at Luton. Well I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm I'm okay with it because like all right, we draw there, right? And we're poor. Um, Yeah. But we've kind of picked up from there and we're grand. I just keep thinking about what Sean said about Arsenal. Everything's mayhem. Everything seems mm-hmm. to be mayhem at the minute. And that's another one there tonight where Luton have seven touches in the box. I've read there in, in the Telegram group. They've had yeah. seven touches in the box tonight and scored three. So, yeah, look, it's it's one of those where they get the three points. But Liverpool have to just go and win tomorrow and keep up with them. That's how it goes. Um, yeah, yeah. Indeed, that's what it's all about. That's keeping touches is key at this stage. You know what I mean? A busy period coming up. But for now, Gav, we're going to take a step back in time. We're going to go back to the 1980s. Liverpool was a city in in turmoil uh, industrially and, and, you know, economically and all that sort of stuff. And we needed a hero. We needed a hero after Kenny Daglish decided he wanted to become the manager and we needed a hero to step in. And as I'm older than you, so I think I'm probably a year older than you, so we were about young lads and we yeah. needed a hero. And who we was got, the hero that we got? We who got did John, we get? We got John Barnes. We did. Um, we did I know John it's Barnes. a really obvious pick because anybody watching here, going, he's fucking picking John Barnes. But I couldn't go through a tribute show without picking John Barnes. Um, if I'm allowed one obvious ones. It's um, it's John Barnes. It's like he signs for Liverpool in the summer of '87. Yeah. Um, I'm five years old, five and a half years old, and you know, literally, my first football memory is probably the '86 Cup final. Um, and not so much the game, the whole thing around the day, you know, that all that BBC were on from nine o'clock in the morning, and it was just all sunny and. Wembley carpet pitch and all this yeah. sort of stuff. But it used to be a great day in itself, didn't it? The yeah, FA it was Cup like the BBC the just ran from like nine till night. six. Yeah. You know, and there was nothing but FA Cup stuff on it. Nothing. And I don't yeah. know how he filled all that time, like but he did, but he did. But then John Barnes arrives and he's I still think I I still think he's the best player to play with Liverpool. He's my he, in my opinion, I think he's he was just a joke, Keith. 
Like, yeah. And I seen a thing the other day. It was like a show reel of Luis Suarez and people saying it's the best player they've ever seen playing for Liverpool. John Barnes is the best player I've ever seen playing for Liverpool. In my opinion. The best player I've ever seen playing for Liverpool. It was just, and maybe it's because like, I don't know, if a player rocks up on your 25, 30, you're kind of going, oh, I've seen him. And, and maybe that's what I'm doing with some players today because I've seen John Barnes. But when you're five, six years of age and this fella turns up and it's like, what he's doing is just, well, I just have never seen this. And people think of John Barnes as 87, 88, 89, you know, left winger, got crosses in. He was so much more than that, Keith. Oh, yeah. Like he was built like a brick shithouse. He had so much grace on the ball, his first touch, his turn of pace, his strength. He's good in the air. He put a ball in a sixpence. Like Russian Aldridge lived off him. You know what I mean? Lived off him. Aldridge in particular just loved him because he knew if I make a run, he's just putting it. Like they all I have to do was make contact. And just everything about him was just mind blown. Like, and when you, when you go back and watch the goals he scores and the assists, like he gets an assist at Goodison for Ray Houghton in a derby where he literally goes out with shot and camera. This ball just comes <laughs> flinging in from the left-hand side. Houghton, about five for four at the back post, scores a header. You know, he, he just the way he, he so many balls, he, he, he'd call in, he'd clip them into you, he'd put them along the floor. And then when he got, when he got torn at you, there was just no stopping him. You know what I mean? And it wasn't like, do you remember like Joan Alomu in the rugby where it was just put the ball yeah. under your arm and just bounce off you? It wasn't like that. He could bounce off you, but he just waved in past people. Like a couple of goals against QPR he gets. Um, and there's one in particular where he plays it in, it comes back to him, left foot, it comes back to the edge of the box and he places it with his right foot into the top, top right-hand corner at the cop end. He, he was just, he was magical to me. Absolutely magical to me. And, you know, that Achilles injury kills him because yeah. the turn of pace goes. But then you see the footballer of John Barnes who sits in midfield, still gets around. And when he gets it, he doesn't lose it. He just keeps moving it, moving it. But he's, he's I just, look, people can argue whatever way they want. But to me, John Barnes is the best player I've ever seen playing for Liverpool because of the range of things he could do with a football and how gracefully or how powerfully he needed to do it. He done it, Keith. He was just, he was exceptional. I agree with you, Gav, and I think it's something that, uh, maybe it's an age thing, I think you said something there, if you're 25, 35 and you're looking at a play, you're looking at it different than you are as a kid, and we were kids when John Barnes, he was he was all our idols, he was all our heroes, but you have to go back in time and think about the, the way you absorbed football as well back then, you know, we didn't have you know, 24-hour sports no. channels. We didn't have every game on the telly. You used to have, like, Saint and Greavesy on a Saturday morning and the big match or whatever and match of the day. And that would be it. That's the only way you'd get to watch football on the TV. And John Barnes was absolute box office. Now, look, before he came to Liverpool, he's, he plays about 300 games for Watford before he even gets to Liverpool. He's an England international. He scores his goal in the Maracanã in 1984. He's playing in the 86 World Cup. He is an established player. It's not some unknown quantity that comes yeah. to Liverpool. And they bring him in for a fee of 100 million, isn't it? 900 grand, they bring him in. Yeah. And, you know, when he came in to Liverpool, I don't think you can talk about John Barnes. I'm not going, not going to go down a rabbit hole without the racists, racism stuff as well yeah. that he suffered. I mean, England in general and Liverpool, let's not be, let's not try and paint it in a different light there with regards to racism. John Barnes suffered an awful lot 
when he was at Liverpool and there was the famous picture when he's kicking the banana and all that sort of stuff. He dealt with everything and it was like he was, you said he was like a, a, a brick house. He put everything on his back. That was a great Liverpool team. It was an unbelievable Liverpool team. But John Barnes put them all on his back and he carried it. And what a player he was. He was just an absolute sensation. What's your earliest memory of him? <coughs> um, I, I'm not too sure what my earliest memory of him is. Um, were you aware of him before he went to Liverpool or were you too young? No, I was too young because at that age, you're just taking in what your team is doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you're just taking it in. And, and he arrives then, and of course, Beardsley arrives for around 1.9 million, I think. Yeah, that's right. Um, Aldridge is late a little bit into the season, the same season from Oxford. Um, the, the, was Aldridge not there before, or was Houghton there? But one of them no, was there. I think, I, think Aldridge, I think Aldridge arrives in in the October that year. I think. I'm nearly, I'm nearly sure there, Beardsley and Barnes are signed, and then Aldridge comes in. It was Aldridge not there the first day? Does he not score the first day of 87, 88? I'm not sure. Someone will know. Someone will tell us. No, is that not... Is that is that the one where... Um, is that the one where... A hybrid? You're thinking a hybrid, aren't you? Maybe he does. Maybe he does sign. I'll, I'll have to look it up. But my first, my first memory of John Barnes is, is probably not a particular goal or... It's just seeing him, Keith. It's just seeing yeah. him. Sorry, my telly has just decided to turn on. I was wondering what that was, yeah. Well done. I don't know what's going on, Keith. Sorry about that. No, you're all right, Gav. You're all right. We let the, we let um, the comment section tear you apart for your own professionalism. <laughs> um, I didn't even notice it was on. It was There was something silent going on there, but the power, the volume come on. But, yeah, it wasn't a particular goal. It was just seeing him in the red jersey and seeing... Like they can't get the ball. Sorry for going across you. Aldridge signed in January '87 when Rush was announced he was going. So all that was already in situ. I think. Ah, okay. I was talking. Houghton might have came a bit later. I think Houghton might have come a bit later. Yeah, I think all I, I I got it mixed up. I thought Aldridge came a bit into the next season, but you're right. Yeah. And maybe it is the start of '87, '88. I think it's Highbury. Yeah, I think it is the first game at Highbury. Yeah, it might be in the silver kit. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it was just like you're looking at a fella going. Jesus Christ, they can't get the ball off this fella. Yeah. And then when he got it, it was like fellas bouncing off him. Or then they go, well, we can't bounce off him. Let's try to take the ball off him. And he was jinking past people. And and it wasn't like this big unit, you know, running over. It, the fleet of foot. It was just magic to watch. And I remember listening to a podcast a while back and um, it was the Anfield rapper. And I can't remember the guy's name. He's not on it anymore. Um. And he, he was talking about John Barnes and you were talking about the racist stuff and all and he's saying they went to Coventry and the Coventry fans are giving him loads and John Barnes after about three minutes bounces off three of the players goes down the wing puts it in the box Liverpool score Coventry fans don't know what to do anymore yeah. you know and he answered he answered all that stuff with playing the way he played and just just the goals and you know even you think later on he scores that kind of mad flick at crew in the cup I think it was a Rumbelow's Cup toward round yeah. league game or something like that. You, the one at Ipswich when he's actually playing in midfield where he takes on his right foot and smashes it, calls this thing into the, the far corner. He gets that one in the derby. Do you remember the far all where he comes inside yeah. and puts it in the top ends? He scores penalties. He goes up front then. He scores headers. He was just like, when people say to me, what was he like? He just had everything. He had a lot. And, and, when, and, and the thing for me is, 
I always say this about players, and we said it a bit last week on, on different players where me and Davo were talking about um, Fowler we were talking about and stuff like that. Go and but just go and watch John Barnes. Just go and watch, find any compilations you can of him because some of them will have an awful lot of repetitive stuff in it that you're seeing, but you'll always find another little gem in us from somewhere. Do you know what I mean? And it, like some of the goals are Anfield, the one against QPR where he intercepts the halfway line, runs at the defence. Yeah. Goes outside one fella, inside one, the other fella, in the same movement. And then just smashes it in the bottom corner. And then, yeah. like I said, that one that comes back to him, he just calls her into the corner. Free kicks, bending free kicks over walls. He does one, he does one at, um, I think it was QPR away. And I always remember because behind the goal went absolutely berserk. He does one against Arsenal, uh, uh, Anfield, it might be in 89, 90, where again, he calls her over the wall, but goes to the keeper's side. He, he does, he does, he does loads, loads of free kicks. And he's the man that takes the free kick in the 92 FA Cup semi-final against Portsmouth, where it comes back off the post and Ronnie Whelan puts yeah. it in. We win the replay against, um, Portsmouth at Villa Park, um, in the midweek on penalties. And it was just like, could he take free kicks? Yeah. Corners? Yeah. Shoe? Yeah. Pass? Yeah. Head? Yeah. Speed? Strength? Every, do you know when you see players and the, the best way I can put it is, do you know when you see somebody come along and go, right, we're going to, you're a, you're a top player and we're going to give you 10 sections or 10 attributes and you pick the player from the world that you think would make the complete striker. Yeah. But when you put all these attributes up for Barnes, you could literally put his name beside them all because yeah. that's how fucking good he was. It was in the 89 Cup final, Robin McGuire says there, he, he bends one in for Rush. Um, he was on as a sub, um, to score. It's he was just Keith. He was just out of this world. And to the day I die, um, it'll well I can't say with absolute certainty, but I'd say till the day I die, John Barnes will always go down as the best player I've ever seen at Liverpool. That's how good he was. And I've I've I appreciate Torres and Suarez and you know um Salah and Gerrard and Suna whoever Sunes whoever you want to throw in there, but he was just. Mind blown to me, absolutely mind blown. Yeah. And even when I see the, you know, you see these things. Um, I seen someone yesterday on Twitter, and I don't know who it was, but they said like, I can't pass a compilation of R nine Ronaldo without watching it, even though I've seen a hundred times. I'm like that with John Barnes. Yeah, I'll, I'll randomly go onto YouTube and type in John Barnes and just see what comes up. Is there any new stuff? So you know, any new compilations there? Not any new like, stuff? You no, know, what I mean by so. that is, I've seen it all before, a but new just in different yeah, orders. You know that sort of way. He was just um, like Darren says, he would he would be most like John Barnes in today's game. Would it be Mbappe? Mbappe for me is just a wide forward that's looking to score bar- loads and loads <laughs> of goals. I think it's um, hard. It is hard. I had a conversation with someone a few years ago, Manchester United fan actually. It was when Cristiano Ronaldo was probably still at United and they were saying, oh, there's never been a winger like him. You know, he's he's the the greatest winger to ever play in England and all this shit. And I'm like sitting there letting them rant, letting them rant. And I just said, John Barnes, everything Cristiano Ronaldo can do, John Barnes can do. I said, but he doesn't do the shit that Cristiano Ronaldo does. So he does all the, you know, he can dribble, he's, he can head, he can, he had strength, he had everything. Everything Ronaldo can do, John Barnes could do. No, bollocks, John Barnes. John Barnes is a fat lad, played midfield, I'm like, that. And I just pointed to someone else who was an older vintage, Manchester United fan. I said, John Barnes, yeah or nay? And he just had to just say, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because anyone who's seen him, 
And again, we go back in time here. This was not 24-hour coverage. This was not constant. Do you, you, remember, in in when, do you remember in Ireland when the 3 o'clock game used to be shown at half 3 in Ireland? Yeah. Do you remember that? So yeah. I remember Leeds and Liverpool, and I want to say around, it was the first division, so you're probably looking at 91, 92, um, or 90, um, And someone will look back now. I don't think it was a Premier League. And Liverpool win 5-4 at Ellen Road. They're 4-0 up. Mm. Right? Um, Barnes scores. I even get the feeling we might get them. But listen, it's they're 4-0 they're, they're up. They win 5-4. But the game kicks off a three. And RTE show it from half three. But they show it. It's kick gone off a half mm. three. So you're half an hour behind. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, I'll tell you how behind it was. You used to be able to go... After the you knew the game was over, go up to the shop and get the results in the paper and bring them home before it was over on, on RTE. But like just, people listen and don't realize this is how you could see on football back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like I can't even remember checking teletext for scores in the early 90s. Yeah. Maybe you could, but I, I didn't. It was always, you know, Grandstand might be telling you the scores, the final score on, on BBC, which obviously was the birth then of Gillette Soccer Saturday, really. Um, but it's just. Oh, I don't know. Like I, I don't know what more to say on the fella. I just don't know what yeah. more to say on him. And comparing him to, you'd probably call him a wide version of like a Haaland, who's just, you know, what, what I mean by that is, he's 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 just he's he's there and he's brilliant at what he does. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if John Burns so if John Barnes appears on the market as nineteen eighty seven John Barnes tomorrow, yeah. um forget it's, about it. It's it's a colossal amount of money you're paying from. A colossal amount of money you're paying from. Because he just had a lot. He'd, yeah. he'd get he'd walk into anything, in my opinion, he'd walk into anything that's existed. In the last thirty years, no problem. And he wasn't he wasn't a twenty one year old when we signed him. I don't know what age he was, but he was he was established. He could have been twenty seven or something, was he? Or, he no, might have been about twenty five, I think, when we signed him. Something like that. Yeah. But Man United were offered him. So Graham Taylor was the coach at Watford. He was his his mentor. He resigned. He jacked it in, went to Villa, and Dave Bassett takes over, and he knows he's going to have to get rid of him, and offered him to Man United, and Alex Ferguson turned it down. Because he he wanted to keep faith with Jesper Blanc, or not Jesper Blanc, because Jesper Olsen, and he signed all that duds in the meantime, and he he knocked John Barnes on the head, and I think he said afterwards that it was one of his biggest regrets. But you know this this fella was just absolute. I, I think it's hard to compare him to someone now, and as you say, if he comes onto the market, he's going to Manchester City. You know what I mean? He's he's going to the very, very best for all the money, all the tea in China that you'd have to pay to get this fella. Mm. I think it's very hard to compare him, but what a player he was. And for anyone of our age that would have seen 
winger, left winger John Barnes or, you know, centre forward John Barnes. Not necessarily the midfielder. We all saw that, yeah. that version, that iteration of him. And look, he was still a great player. He was still a, yeah. the, the brain just worked. You know what I mean? Mm. But if you saw Barnes in his pump, he would be our favourite player as well. You know, there's, yeah. there's, there's very few. I just find it so hard to, when people say this player or that player, I just go, yeah, but John Barnes done all that. Yeah. John Barnes done all that. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's John Barnes is is John Barnes put it in number one. Log it there. Chalker up. Surprise, surprise. Your second selection. We're moving into the nineties now, Gavin. Your second selection is not a, as as big a name as John Barnes, but it's an intriguing pick, and it's a player that we love as well. Um, so yeah, who's your who's your next pick, Gav? My next pick is Patrick Berger. Yeah, the great my Patrick pick, Berger. My next, yeah, it's Patrick Berger, and you know. A hammer of a left foot. Um a real kind of maverick when he came into the yeah. club for me. And this is all this is all born out of the 1996 European Championships in England. Yeah. Um him and Poborski, uh Definitely. more or less, you know, lead the Czech Republic to a final that they're ultimately beaten in by is it Bearhoff? Yeah, Bearhoff. Bearhoff yeah. yeah. Um and the story down the rounds was, you know, Liverpool and United are in for Poborski. Was an awful lot around Karol Poborski. It was brilliant for the Czech Republic. He scores the 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 lob and all in yeah. Euro '96. Yeah. Even and, though and Berger like, scores in the final, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna you know get a move. Um, and and the fact that this is in England, all the scouts in England are all over this fella. And Liverpool were definitely linked from. And he ultimately, he goes to he goes to United. But we end up going to Dortmund and going and yeah. getting um, Patrick Berger. For I want to say around two and a half million quid. Yeah, that was out three or something. Yeah, three maybe, point. Yeah, maybe even like, yeah. you know, But we're not talking big money. Yeah, no, we're even not in nineteen ninety six. But he turns up, and um, he just becomes this. It's nearly like right the, when you when you look back at Liverpool around that time, there was the Spice Boys thing, right? Yeah. And. You know, you had Fowler and you had Redknapp and you had Collie Moore and you had whoever, right? McManaman. But this fella turned up and he was like something off a bleeding catwalk. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He was, he had the long black hair. He, he had the, 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 the Alice band or whatever the fuck they call it. He had the hair yeah. band in his hair. Um, I think, Good looking lad. I think he scores in his debut. He does, yeah. Away at Leicester. Yeah, he does. Um, Filbert Street. And it's like, Jesus Christ, the left foot on this fella. Because it was just, it was, it, he wasn't cultured. It was no. basically, give me a yard of space, I'm shifting onto this left foot and I'm hammering it, right? But then I remember him scoring a hat-trick against Chelsea or Anfield, right? Was that the little lob? Yeah, does he score a hat-trick or does he score two? And I think he might do a hat-trick one season and two, both against Chelsea. Yeah. And you're like, Jesus Christ, and he's, there's one where... um. Is it is it Les, is it Lasso playing for Chelsea and it bounces and kind of bounces back over Lasso and he he, he misses anyway and Berger Berger lobs at the high I think it is yeah but it's like this fella then and he, he runs through and he goes around the goalkeeper at the cop end against Chelsea rolls in the net and he runs away with his arms outstretched and the hair's flown behind him and you know it was like fucking hell who's this fella we got and do you know what he was unlucky with injuries he, he was. was unlucky with injuries but he scored some absolute belting goals and walked the socks off when he played with Liverpool. Mm. Like when he turned up, you're thinking this fella is like, 
he might play left side, he might play a bit off the striker, he might be a bit of a luxury. But he walked, and he walked hard. Do you know what I mean? And he had to, because he ended up in a holy side. So you had yeah. to walk hard, but he was always a danger. He's a, he's a fantastic left foot, and he scores a brilliant one at Old Trafford. Um, yeah. Free kick, remember the green jersey? The crack, he yeah, it was, past, um, was it Bosnia? It was no. a... Was it Bartes no. no? No, it was... It would have been... Don't fucking know who was it. Who was the uh, Raymond Van der Hell was it? Or I don't fucking know. Taibbi or one of those. Clue, Can't remember the goal he was, but he smashes one at, at Old Trafford. He scores one of the great Liverpool goals um, away at Derby when Liverpool yeah. passed for about seventy passes, and then he just says enough of this. Twenty five yards, and just <laughs> absolutely lamps it into the goal. Uh, One hundred and forty eight games as Tom Ball, twenty eight goals, but one hell of a player. He, he, ju- he ends up becoming more of a workhorse in the team. With a good left foot, he has to, doesn't he? He has to. He doesn't. He he falls out with Roy Evans, doesn't he? Or Roy Evans doesn't. They they have a bit of a clash. So like Patrick Berger's one of these. You never think of it. You always think right. Never sign a player off the back of a tournament because El Hadjou, Salif Jow are the ones yeah, that yeah. come up. But Berger, yeah. you touched on it. Berger was signed off the back of Euro '96 because he goes Slavia Prague to Dortmund. Has one year in Dortmund. But plays mostly from the bench. Like he's not a starter. He's not a main player for Dortmund. Yeah. It's not like he's pulling up any trays there. So it's not like he's the main man and Liverpool are going in and it's a kill. It's a kill based off a tournament. And that Czech that Czech Republic team were excellent in that tournament because I think similarly to Croatia, they were they were coming off you know a newly formed nation with the the fall of the um, the Iron Court and all that sort of stuff. And they were an exciting team. You know, they were an exciting... Karol Poborski was a good player. Um, did... Was uh, Vladdy Smitsar in that team as well? I'm not sure. He could have been. Smitsar, I don't think so. We signed Smitsar in the summer of 90... I think he might have been in the I, squad. But I no, I think he's in the World Cup squad for 98. Is it? Yeah. Possibly, possibly. They're probably not even in the World Cup, but I get a feeling he was. But he comes from somewhere in France. He's meant to be the replacement, isn't he, for... Um, McMahon, was it? Yeah. Yeah, could be. Yeah. So it's either, I think it might be either 98 or 99 he signed Smitzer, so I don't think he was in the Euro 96 squad. But it was a good team. It was an exciting team, and Liverpool pounce on him. But I think he... I think he... He falls foul of Roy Evans. Um, I think Evans said he's a bit unprofessional or whatever towards the end of his time. But the Julier comes in and you think that that might be the, you know, if he's getting pulled up for not walking under Roy, Roy Evans, yeah, it won't, what's going to happen to him? Because you're hearing all the stuff. And again, I know what, what 10 years after John Barnes and all this sort of stuff, but you're still not in the age of information. A little bit better than it was yeah. in 87, but we're still not in the thing where you can just read up on all these and you know everything about every fucking player who farts are under 17s now, never mind these established internationals. So you don't know what Julia is going to bring, but you know yeah. the reputation that he has and then you see the, the nonsense of the joint managers and all this and you know he's going to be a disciplinarian. And you think to yourself... Berger's out the gap here because I don't know if he's going to have the walk rate, but he turns it around. He does turn it around. And, he, of course, he's the man that plays the ball through to Michael Owen for the winner in the FA mm-hmm. Cup final in 2001 um, against Arsenal. And I just think he was a bit unlucky with injuries. Yeah. I don't I don't think the manager's kind of suited him, even though, even though he does find his way back in a little bit with Julier. I don't think it's the overly suited him. Um, and then Liverpool kind of just move on from him. 
you know. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 like, I, I did want to salute. Um, I did want to tr- no, pay a good choice, a little bit to Patrick Berger because when you think when you think of him, he scores in the derby. He scores a penal in the yeah. derby. Doesn't he? Might actually get. Does he get two in the derby? He might do. He definitely gets one where he sets it on his left yeah. foot and smashes it home, and he definitely scores a penalty at the cop end in a derby to win it late as well. Yeah, um, mightn't be in the same game, but he, he gets a couple in the derbies. I remember that. And but look back at his goal collection, fucking ridiculous, and big yeah. goals, big games, big teams. Yeah, and you know what? He, um, I'm not saying he never let Liverpool down, but you know he turns up in '96. He goes from Maverick to kind of hard work and the hour favour to back in. You know, he's part of the squad, isn't he, that wins the treble in 2001. Yeah. Um, and I just I just really liked him. I really liked him as a yeah. player. And he was one where when he leaves, you're kind of going, yeah, look, time has kind of gone. I think he leaves in 2002. He ends up at Portsmouth, doesn't he? Um, yeah. When they come Are back up. Think, yeah, yeah. So, you know, but and he scores some ridiculous goals. Like someone does say there... Um, his volley uh, for Portsmouth against Charlton was just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Great he, he, and he always had one of those in him. And again, he was a bit of a spare. He was a bit of a spearhead for for Portsmouth as well when they're up as well, you know. So um, no, I, I just liked him as a player. I just thought when I was thinking through it, I was thinking who gets good goals, who you know kind of has a bit of a collection there. And yeah, Patrick Berger has a slice of the throw him in, and he might yeah. be in left field because. If we're doing this every week or every two weeks, we won't run out of players, but I thought we might yeah, get in it's there. It's nice to have a little leg curveball every now and again. Right. And another player who liked a, a good free kick, you know, is there a team developing here in your selections, Gav? Um, John Barnes, famous for them. Yeah, I think, but Berger, Berger, I remember the Berger one, you know, against United. And I'd still reckon my head he was in goal for United. I have a feeling, I have a feeling it was Bosnich. It could have been. I'm sure someone will look it up. Um, yes, we'll check it out. But there. anyway, look, Patrick Berger, hammer of a left foot. If you're young and you haven't seen him, type in Patrick Berger Liverpool goals. There's 28 of them apparently, and a lot of them are just absolute bangers. So good looking go. fucker. Yeah, still yeah, now, still is now. Yeah, the only yeah. thing is he pulls out most of them legends games with injuries. Anyway, he goes yeah. over, goes on the lash, and went. Then just says, "Look, lads, my calf is gone." I can't play. Yeah. So he's, he's living the best life, in fairness. What a, what a life that is, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Your final selection, Gav, brings us into, when does it bring us into the, the tens? Are we in yeah. the tens? Yeah. yeah. I hate the tens. It's like the noughties, like, you know. Yeah, I don't know what to be saying. Are we into the 20s now? I don't know. Like. The roaring 20s now, but that's been done, you know what I mean? Yeah, but they, they could refer to it as the 1920s now, don't they? Instead yeah. of just the twenties. But yeah. Yeah, look, it's, it's big decisions need to be made on what we're calling these decades now. Yeah, you know, someone needs to stick down. Going, is that what it really is? Yeah. Um, and I mean I don't think we're the ones to sort this out. I think somebody more senior than us needs to get a grab get a hold of yeah, this. But we could call it anything and just put it out there and the internet will grab a hold of it and before you know it, we've we've we started the decade. Yeah. It's all there good. Go. It's all good. Um my last player. Yes, third player, third and final player. Uh, Philippe Coutinho. Okay. Um, it still bugs me to this day what that fella done. Um, <laughs> as much for him as anything else. Yeah. yeah. But Phil Coutinho arrives in the January of 2012, I think, um, yeah. for about eight and a half million from Inter Milan. Real baby-faced 
20 year old, I think, or eight, 19 year old at the time. Um, he arrives at Liverpool and you're like, right, this is a bit different. Do you know what I mean? Um, January 2013. Sorry, January, you're right, January 2013 with Daniel Sturridge. Um, yeah. and then of course the following season, we, we, we all know what happens 13, 14. But he arrives and him and Sturridge and you're kind of going, all oh, right, that's a bit of, you know, because it's Brendan Rodgers' fourth season, isn't it? 12, 14. Yeah. And, you know, we're not bad, but we were missing, we're missing a bit of creativity, I think. We're missing a bit of quality. Um, and he comes in, and when he comes in, everyone's banging on about Sturridge, because Sturridge, I think, had been a, was he at Bolton on loan and scored a load of goals, or am I fucking yeah. making that up? No, Sturridge was at Bolton. Yeah. yeah, and then Liverpool signed him for 12 million. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's 20 million combined. That's 20 million combined. That's, yeah, yeah, that's more weird. Yeah, he arrives in, and do you know what it is? The creativity from him. He's small, but he's, his, his movement on the ball, his body movement, the sway go one way and go the other. And I think Sturridge gets a hat-trick in that six months towards the end of that season at Fulham. And I think for the last goal, Coutinho turns, I want to say Michael Brown inside out, um, on the halfway line and then clips a fucking outrageous ball over the top for Sturridge who lobs the keeper who's rushing out. Um, and it's like, Jesus Christ, this is a player. This is an absolute player. 13, 14, he, he plays a, a decent part in 13, 14. He's actually not the first name that hops off the sheet here in 13, 14 because you think Suarez, you think Sterling, you think, um, Sturridge and the midfield, you're thinking Gerard, Joe Allen. Jordan Henderson, you know, but we play that sort of bit of a diamondy fucking carry on. We're, we're, I don't know how we are doing it, how we are playing a four four two diamond with three lads up front, but we were, um, you know, and he, he has like he scores that one against Spurs in in the running where he, you know, Flanagan does really well and plays some lovely pass. I remember, you know, some lovely pass he plays in behind Cardiff in that match six three game, and he's just grown and grown and grown and he becomes more and more important as it goes on Keith and you see the quality of him more and more importantly the 16 17 season um, the opening day he smashes in a free kick from 30 yards against Arsenal and his whole his whole influence on this team is got, feels like it's going to culminate in him being it was becoming his yeah they were building yeah they were building a team that was going to be a Coutinho Liverpool you know, yeah. and they'd every right to because the quality he's shown and people didn't want him on the left. They wanted him in midfield, get him into a midfield tree and let him do stuff more centrally. And, and that was worked on a few times, but he always find himself drifting left. And he, I just think he was a brilliant player. I think some of the goals he scores, he scores, a, isn't that one against Bolton in the cup? Uh, the Reebok where he smashes in off the bar. I think it was him that smashes yeah. in off the bar. And I think Sterling might win it late or fucking something like that, something mad. Or he might win it late. And when you think back, he scores some great goals. The ones where he jinx are past a few are Everton at Anfield yeah. and, and Benz are in the corner. You know, um, there's the a one against the Europa League when he just runs down the line and does the head. Ridiculous ball. Yeah, there's one at Stoke on the opening day of the season, isn't it? Where he bangs one in there. And it's just, 
like beautiful footballer to watch. Lovely balance, really good um, vision. Not the quickest in the world, but really good vision. Great assists, great goals, passing. You know, I think, and it was just getting to the stage where you felt, you know, Klopp comes in and it's like, the, he, Klopp decides he's playing all four of the lads. He's playing Coutinho, he's playing Salah, he's playing Mane and he's playing Firmino. And they were ripping teams apart. Do you know what I mean? Um, <coughs> and 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 the best part of his Liverpool career, numbers-wise, is the four months before he leaves for Barcelona in the January. Yeah, yeah. But he, he tries to force it out, but doesn't yeah, he? he tries the, to force it out. On, the, day, the, the day before the season starts, isn't it? The way at Watford. Yeah. yeah. We draw three all. And he, the week before, I think Liverpool play in Dublin against Athletic Bilbao, yeah. and he's not to be seen. And there's oh, he's a bit of an injury. He's a bit of a, and then it's like, oh, he's a back injury. And then it all comes out, and there's like days of it. And Liverpool stick to their guns and say, no, um, we're not having this. And in fairness to him, he comes back and has, numbers-wise, the best yeah, four months he has at Liverpool. Yeah. Like he's, he scores a hat-trick against Spartak Moscow and he's captain at Anfield yeah. in a Champions League group game. Um, it was just, he was, I think if you ask Philip Coutinho now, he'd say he should have stayed. Oh, he, now, he, he wins the European Cup with Bayern on loan, right? But, but I'm telling matter. you, if he just st- I think if he looks that he goes, I stay there, I win, a, I win a European Cup and I win a league title with Liverpool, and I would have been central to everything. And I think Klopp was willing to make him central to everything. Yeah. I think if you look at if you look at Liverpool's team now, there's no centerpiece to a Liverpool side. It's all about working in groups and yeah. working for the team. And Salah's a joke, but th- th- he felt like a centerpiece to. We're going to make sure that we defend really well because this fella's going to get it down. And we're going to make sure our forwards, you know, do this because if we win it back and you get it to this fella, he'll open teams up for you. He felt like a centre-piece sort of player. And he decides he wants to go to Barcelona. And when I said earlier, players that didn't, you know, fulfil their career with Liverpool, he's that one. Yeah. He's that one. He, he takes the money. He takes the move to Barcelona. It goes horrendously bad for him. Um, yeah, couldn't have gone um, much worse really his career. Yeah, couldn't it was have. just, like, it was just, um, you know, when you look back at it, I don't feel sorry for him um, because he made that decision, and we we end up getting better off the back of it. Ironically, yeah. or we end up winning what we want to win off the oh, back. We of do it. get better off the back. Yeah, of it. Yeah. but I just think I, it's one of those where I would have loved to see where it would have went because I think it could have been something really, really special. Yeah, I I do feel sorry for him, to be honest. I do feel sorry for him because obviously he he forces his way out of Liverpool. Luis Suarez forces his way out of Liverpool and tried to do it as well before. And, you know, other players have forced their way out of Liverpool. Um, Fernando Torres, you know, and well, Torres went to England, stayed in England. Like the lord of these Barcelona, Real Madrid, to some of these uh, certainly South American players is huge. And I think he was really, really badly advised. I can't, who was his agent? Was it Jarabchin? Kay Jarabchin? And I think some of his family might have been involved because they yeah, got through their Orion at some stage. There was well. loads of that. But I think Barcelona are at fault in this as well because their modus operandi was always. Go to the player and unsettle your position. Make your position untenable at your club. Weren't they reporting Coutinho to Liverpool in their club shops and everything before Coutinho had even yeah. gone? 
But that that's what they do all the time. Yeah. It's their fucking, it was always their way. And remember, well, see, they were linked. They tried to sign him, didn't they, in the summer? Wasn't it? So they tried to sign him in the summer. And then the back injury thing, and then it didn't happen. And did Neymar leave that summer? Yeah, Neymar fucked off, didn't he? And they were in a panic. So he goes to PSG, but they were all, yeah, the dream was to bring him. Him and Neymar played together in the Brazilian team all the way up from yeah. youth team all well, the, the way up. Was the dream was going to go to Barca to be with yeah. Neymar. But Neymar's contract's bought out and he goes off to yeah. PSG. But he still ends up there at 142 yeah. million. But they have this money born in a hole in their pocket. Yeah. They need a star to come in. And, yeah. and he was, he was that level. He fucking, that six month period, he was amazing. You know, that last six months or four months at Liverpool, I thought he was brilliant as well. But I think everyone took a turn against him after the back show. But I think it is a bit, not unfair because he brought it on himself, but I think Barcelona were heaping pressure. They've done it with other players. Oh, they've done it all there. They you constantly know, do it. constantly do it. Unsettle you, unsettle, make it impossible for you to play. And it is what it is, you know. And he, he fell for the bay hook line and sinker, but I would say that chap breaks out and fucking hives when he thinks about what it, that, that that decision, the impact that had on his career, because he might have won a Champions League at Bayern wins, Munich. Well, he wins the Champions League with Bayern in 2020. Yeah, they bet PSG in the final, yeah. didn't they? So around 2020. But if you look, he leaves in, in the January 2018. He's on loan within 18 months yeah. to Bayern. Bayern don't hold on to him and send him back. Yeah. And then he's all over the place. Just two bad knee injuries. Villa. Ends up at Villa. And I even forgot he played for Villa. Yeah. And they couldn't wait to get rid of him. Is he is he there now? Is he No, I think he's gone. Someone where is he gone? Someone in the chat might know. But Gerard Gerard brings him in, doesn't he? And it's this kill that odd oh, former teammate and yeah, all got this. Him on loan if anyone can get him, they get him on loan. But then they made a permanent, I think, yeah, and the think fans so, yeah. were a bit like where the fuck are we making this permanent? And yeah. the, the, the worm was torn over Gerard there at that stage. They're like, well, he's buying his fucking mate. Yeah. I, I like, and, and people might look at this and go, why are you playing tribute to this fellow after what he's done? Like, let's not Think forget. Think what he's done at the time. After let's the not forget. Game. Right. Luis Suarez was training on his own at Liverpool in the summer of 2014. Yeah. He was doing fucking interviews with the Telegraph saying he was being held a prisoner around yeah, at Liverpool. Yeah. And then he goes and has one of the best seasons you've ever seen. And no one ever speaks about the fact that he tried to get yeah. out. And then the yeah. following summer, he just bites a fella. And Liverpool are like, we can't, we just can't fucking, um, we can't do it. But this. he did he's the, the trajectory of the players. It's Coutinho's in the Qatari league. He's on Hall in Qatar, a two-year loan. What? From Villa. <laughs> so he's, he's still at Villa. I thought he was still at Villa, but I forgot. Well, he's um, still there. He's on loan from Villa. He's on loan from Villa. But if, you think of the, if you think of the Suarez comparison, right, and you think of the trajectory... Despite what anyone can say, Suarez went up when he left Liverpool. You know, he's only yeah, at Liverpool yeah, yeah, yeah. three years and he, he we don't win football. Oh, yeah, he goes on to confirm he's one of the best nines the world's ever but seen. He's one of the best footballers the world has seen, exactly. And he, he wins everything. He's the third top scorer of Barcelona history. Like So he's gone on and he's made that decision and he's gone here. Philippe Coutinho's dis- oh, disaster class. Fucking disaster class. Look, I, I genuinely, when I think of Philippe Coutinho, I'm trying to think of the last thing I can remember him doing, and it's probably in a Liverpool short. That's genuine. I know he wins the European Cup of Bayern. Does he score for Villa in that dead last when we could have won the league? Does yeah, he score? He scores a the second goal, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. scores in that. But that's, no one that, remembers that. Was that was the last I heard of him. 
you yeah. know. So, but and people will say, "Oh, why are you paying tribute to him?" Look, he was a brilliant footballer at Liverpool. Like he was he brilliant, was. and he, the magician they called him, and he could do anything. And look back at the clips. And yeah, just and, take take the end out of the equation yeah. and just watch. You just watch it and yeah. forget that he does that at the end. You're like, he was a fucking player, and he was a player, yeah. and like. I think it really hurt Liverpool fans when that was happening because, you know, at that time, Salah's only in the door. Firmino's yeah. only really finding his feet. Yeah. In the start of 17, right? When you think about it, right? Um, is only in the door a year, although he has a brilliant first year. But he's still, Coutinho is still, they, they, he's still Liverpool's best player because... Everything goes around him. Not that not that we are over aligned on him, but if you wanted anything to go through, it goes through him. And he was just he, he facilitated the lads so well, the passes, the the movement, everything about him. And he he was brilliant. But I always think when I think back and I look and look, maybe you think different if he went on to Barca and won four leagues and two European Cups, you go, you know what? He he was a bit of a prick, but he made the right decision. Yeah. But I always look back and think, you know what? If you'd have just fucking stayed, if you'd have given it just that full season, yeah, with those three in front of you, yeah, and had that that flair yeah. supplying that ammunition, it would have been unbelievable. Yeah. And you think of maybe Torres is a similar sort of he forces his way out of Liverpool, and while he wins the European Cup with Chelsea, doesn't he? he wins the European Cup, he does. He actually scores in the semi final, um, to knock Barcelona out. It was never his achievement. It wasn't his, you know, he wasn't a part of that team. And he's maybe a, a comparison. He'll never really done too much after leaving. Maybe Coutinho and Torres are the, the only examples. But yeah, for the player that he was, I was looking at the videos today and some of the shit he was doing. His link up with storage when he first signed, that yeah. was amazing as well. Yeah. Like every, he was just, and you could see the old adage, you know, that everyone says, and Peter Crouch always says, Stephen Gerrard was the barometer. He'd ping a ball at you straight away. And you could see Gerrard, the respect Gerrard had from obviously signs on for Aston Villa. Um, he knew a player and he knew, and he was only a kid. He, and he flopped that into Milan. So he goes, I think he was only like, he was like, at, if he was was it? Where do I get the feeling he was playing like f- for another Spanish side? Yeah, so he, he starts off at Vasco da Gama in Brazil, but and he, he goes to Inter. But I think Inter signed him when he was fourteen or something like that. Or yeah, fifteen. You know, like the next something like Zaragoza. Or... He goes there, Espanol or Zaragoza. And Mauricio Pochettino was the coach, yeah. so there was always then that link that he was going to go to Spurs because Pochettino yeah. was at Spurs. Because he had him and he, he sort of he goes to Inter Milan, but he's so fucking young when Milan signed him. And it's one of them, he gets left out there for a few years in, in Brazil, goes to Inter, and the expectation is through the roof. You know what I mean? AC Milan have Pato, does this, you know, give us the new Brazilian superstar. Doesn't work from, goes to uh, Spain, has a good six months, and comes back and Liverpool pounds. And eight million or eight and a half, whatever it was, you know, take the exit out. It was a great bit of business by Liverpool. And the fact that they got 140 million for him and were able to rebuild the squad. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, I get it. He's not the most popular player in Liverpool's recent history, but he's he's an important part, I'd say, of, of, of the last few years, even for is. what I he brought in after him. I think he is, because like, he comes in, like you said, in January 2014. And we're in two years of that, two and a half years. Klopp's are arriving in the door. But Klopp really, really, really lo- likes him. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
and he's a bit of that number 10 that floats and does this and Klopp was willing to go with it you know what I mean and I think I think that one really hurt Klopp when, when he goes I think it really hurts Klopp and do you know what I think I think a hardened Klopp on some players where he goes don't want to play it was fair enough because to the point where Liverpool go into a, a you know going into a meeting with a player that he potentially wants to sign or a negotiation if a player goes ah oh, well Klopp's just got us good luck yeah good luck you know Adios. you, you want to play it or you don't um, and I think this Coutinho situation hardened Klopp on that a little bit as well. But it's mad. I always remember Klopp saying it when he was asking the press conference. And I don't know if this was before Coutinho left. I don't know if this was around the the summer when they tried to sign him. And they were talking about him replacing Iniesta. And they asked Klopp. And Klopp just sort of laughed and goes, he's, he's not Iniesta. Like if Barcelona are signing him to be Iniesta, they're in for a sh- uh, in for a rude awakening. And I think that's nearly what they fucking done. Do you know what I mean? And he didn't have that sort of Iniesta style of play. And he was just destined for fucking failure at Barcelona from day one. He, he, he needed to feel the love. And instead, he was under pressure with that price tag and the fact that Neymar was out the door. And he comes in for 140 and then Bele comes in for 110 or something like that. And the, the amount of pressure on them young players at the time was just fucking too much. And, and he didn't have the personality to mm-hmm. step that up. I, I'd say he, of all the players, I'd say he has the biggest regret in his career. Because you always say when you leave Liverpool, they don't go on too much. But look, Xabi Alonso, Javier Mascherano, Luis Suarez, even Raheem Sterling, whom they toiled, maybe, you know, not as being the greatest of players, but they've all, they can put their medals on the table and yeah. they can say it, whereas Coutinho, I think, is one that's like, should have fucking stayed. Yeah. Should have stayed. Yeah, but like like I said, if you take out the exit bit, I think um, he was brilliant for Liverpool and I'll always think of him and think, you know, what could have been with him? Um, even though he gave us some brilliant, brilliant days and brilliant, brilliant mm-hmm. goals and assists and stuff like that, it's still a bit of what could have been for me. A hundred percent. Well, look, that they've been three great choices, Gav. Thanks, Keith. You've had a couple of weeks to think about this. You know I what have, I mean? Yeah. Well done. You've done well. Um, I've enjoyed talking about, them. and I like the premise of this show because you do get to just have a chat about players, you know, that we've all seen. Um, mm-hmm. And some listeners may not have seen some of these players, and That's it's an the opportunity hope. to go back and look yeah. at them and, and have a look. And maybe not John Barnes, but maybe Patrick Berger is a player that that. Um, some younger fans don't know or aren't aware of, but mm. go back and look at his highlights because the some of the goals he scored and absolute bangers. Mm. So a hundred percent, and like the, the, there's definitely a few in there from doing this first couple of weeks where it's like, oh, I didn't know about. Not that I didn't know about him, but I kind of I haven't watched an awful lot of him. And you're talking lads that are probably seventeen, eighteen watching the show. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Seventeen, eight. That's you were born in two thousand and bleeding five or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know so. Someone from the nineties or the eighties, you, you know, you you probably don't go back and look at. Um, but if you get a chance, Berger's worth watching. Coutinho's definitely worth watching, and Barnes. Oh, listen, you know, if you, stay, if you don't watch Barnes for us because you won't bother watching the other fucking two. Well, <laughs> like all the the players we've done on the shows, even like I said, Beardsley, Benayoun, and McManaman, Jones, Mascherano, and Fair. Robbie Fowler, like. Just watch them all because yeah. these are the these are the players that we all sort of grew up loving and, and watching and enjoying. So, That's the way you know, great, great, great idea. Uh, what's coming up, Gav? What have we got on the um, menu this week? Tomorrow morning, 
the torty, as we call it, where we just sit down for half an hour, have a cup of tea. This morning we were talking about your best Christmas presents um, and football. We were talking about United and the decision by your man Hooper. Um, not to get that goal. Uh, we're doing, we do we football. We probably do 10, 15 minutes of football, 10, 15 minutes of just what's going on in the world. You know, I was talking about the fact that magazines, um, literally have eight pictures in their, in their hard drive. And the eight pictures are probably just, um, Meghan Markle and Prince William's board. Never remember. Yeah. K. Yeah, because hey, every um, magazine just has them two on it and a different headline everywhere you fucking go, um, week on week on week. So, um, yeah, it's it. That's that's every morning at ten o'clock, um, unless something comes up which I did yesterday. But the rest of the week, I'm on it tomorrow on my own. Kev's on with me Thursday and Friday, so um, that's ten o'clock every morning for members, and then tomorrow night Sheffield United reaction. That's on the free feed. That's good. Thursday night is the Premier League chat. Um, that's on the free feed, 10 o'clock. And then Friday night, me and Chris are doing episode four of the title, which is the 1920 title winning season. It's episode four of six. If you haven't watched the first three, they're available to watch for members. They're also available to listen for everybody because they're out there in the downloads. The 1920 season, Albert Stubbins scored a hat-trick on the final day. Yeah, and the crowd you see, we're doing that. this 1920 shit now. Yeah. That's a um, thing now, Graf. That's a thing. 2019-2020 season, for, just for Keith. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're doing that on Friday night. Um, then the weekend. Do, do, do. We play the weekend. Saturday, Palace. Um, we'll have match reaction after Palace, and then Sunday we'll be back with the Sunday night show. And then we start all again next week, Keith. It's never ending. You better fucking believe it. It's never ending. Never ending. Um, yeah. But no, look, it's going well. It's a, you're hammering out the shows. Fair play. Yeah, good it's stuff. good. The whole, the whole, um, the whole random stuff. I'm liking. Yeah, I'm liking. Yeah, I, I, I've been. Ha- I have it in my head for ages that I think I might just start a new podcast once a week, where I sit down for about an hour and a half with somebody and just talk about what's going on in the world and yeah. random stuff you've seen over the last week or random stuff you've seen in your life that you want to talk about. Sounds good. Completely right in football. I think, Could I, will. I, think I will. Could be onto something there. Could be onto something, yeah. You're competing with a lot of big hitters there. Who you know, you? you'd be on that blind boy and... Oh, mind uh, him. He wears a bag on his head to fucking eat I know, him. yeah. Anyone that doesn't know blind boy Gilgum, that's yeah, who that would be is dead, me. No, but is. It's, not, it's just, I, I, I'm going to research this and find somebody that is a bit mad and kind of takes in this random stuff like I do, like randomly walking around shops and seeing stuff going, that's mad, isn't it? Um, yeah. And try to find somebody that wants to do this with me once a week and just, that's all we're going to do. Just me and this person is going to talk for an hour and a half once a week and throw it out there. And uh, not live, not on YouTube. No, not, not, no, no. Just, just little just chat. Down, little it. Download it. For, yeah, yeah. That's what we're going to do. So that's where I am. Anyway, will we go now? We will go now. Look, um, this has been the tribute show. This has been Gav's selection. Like, this is your life, isn't it? Um, Gav's tribute to three players that he wanted to talk about. I've been your host, Keith. He's been the the, the victim, Gav. And uh, we'll see us all again soon. Good luck. Podcast Network.